This is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of the Game of Life. Let's go. National Mentoring Month, January 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. I could not be happier to be in studio with basically two of my sons, uh, G2, Gail Nelson II, big brother at Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, and Andrew Parchment, an NFL draft prospect and former Florida State receiver. Welcome, Drew, welcome back to Miami. Yes, sir, man. Thank you. It feels great to be down here. No doubt. And G2, I mean, you just keep doing it. Yes, sir. Every day. You're doing athletic (laughs) admissions recruiter right now. So you're working with athletes, helping them go to the next level at our local HBCU Florida Memorial University. So uh, love, love having you both in the studio. Yes, sir. Thank you. Now, you you both met at what, what? How old were you, Gail, when you all met? We were probably seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade, probably 12, 13 years old. 12, 13 years yeah. old. Man, uh, oh man. Was it in the context of sports? Yeah, it was. We were actually competing. He's been my, uh, I used to hate going against him. He was my little rival uh, playing basketball together growing up. So we used to always go have, have our little head to head battles. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so if you guys are seventh grade, wait a minute now. So you know, this was summer. You guys are playing. You were at Somerset Central. Yeah, I was at Somerset Central. And, and so you were playing Somerset, Somerset Miramar. 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 So, yeah. so it was a big Somerset rivalry. We used to talk smack on the internet all the time, leading up to the game. So oh, a lot of fun. man, and you were a little hothead on the court too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I used to love to win. I used to love to win. I always trying to compete. Always yeah. trying to compete. <laughs> always competing. Man, I love that. I love that. And so let's talk about today. We want to talk, uh, and this is our beautiful. You know, in, in the studio. Let me just give some context. Yep. We want to talk today about. Uh, the impact of sports and mentoring in the game of life. Uh, the catchphrase for the show is in a game of life, everybody makes the team. Now, we all know that people, not everybody makes a team in sports. Mm-hmm. You get cut for various reasons. You may not be ready yet. Maybe you're not putting in the effort, mm-hmm. all of that. All right. But one of the things we're going to talk about today is the impact of mentoring and sports in the game of life. In the studio, I've had NBA champions, Super Bowl champions, the Super Bowl trophy was sitting there in our last local Super Bowl. So this studio is just... Uh, is we've been fortunate yep. to have just nothing but just excellence, and that, and certainly we're not short of that today with both of you. Yes, sir. Uh, on that. and Thank on you. and off the court, on and off the field, and so that's that's respect. Let's go back to youth sports. Yep. Uh, what are some of the life lessons? I'm gonna toss it to you first, Gail, and we toss it over to Drew. What life lesson did you learn in youth sports? Well, I think it was just the fundamentals of life, right? Because I think in youth sports you learn uh, teamwork, character, responsibility, making sure that you're not selfish. You know. Um, Besides X's and O's or just play making, I believe it's just about learning how to deal with other people because you're dealing with different types of people. So for me, I think uh, being in youth sports taught me from great mentors that we'll talk about later just how to be the best in the basics. Do the basics right. Drew, what do you think? You, yeah. And we're going to keep this in stages. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go youth sports first, and we're going to yeah. walk up to high Perfect. school, college, because things do change, yeah. Yeah. as uh, you both real quick, know. Real quick, too. Real quick. Yeah. So let's stay in the youth sports context. Yeah. What life lessons did you learn at that age? Yeah, for me, pretty much uh, youth sports, just growing up, it was uh, it was very stru- uh, structured for me, um, understanding that not only uh, pretty much it gives you a blueprint to what a student-athlete life will be like, because, uh, you know, growing up, you have your school, and then normally after that, the kids have uh, youth sports um, later on in the afternoon and that pretty much pretty much prepares you for the life of student athlete in college and also if you're fortunate enough to, to get there in high school and college as well no doubt and so let's stay with you drew uh so te- you talk about school yep. teachers coaches yep. mentors yep. uh and who had an impact on you as you look back at you yeah. at youth sports mm-hmm. 
you know, young young Andrew. Yeah. Who, who <laughs> we talked pre-show, you wanted everything to be perfect. Yep. And you got a little hot when things didn't work out. Yep. <laughs> what coach, what teacher, what mentor had an impact on you as a young man? Yeah, I probably, probably say my um, one of my youth coaches at West Pines, uh, West uh, Pembroke Pines over there in Chopper Trail, uh, Coach Kevin Osteen. Uh, for me, I used to, I used to, my first year playing uh, football, I used to have the big number ninety nine. I was just happy to be on the team, uh, and then he he saw something in me that I didn't see myself. He he brought me to being a quarterback. Um, normally, quarterback is is the guy at new sports. It's the guy who just hand, gets the ball and just hands it off. Uh, but for him, he he saw me in a, in, a, in, a, in a bigger picture, in a bigger light. So that made myself look at myself as a bigger picture, bigger light, and that's what really brought my my dreams and aspirations of playing in the next level. Uh, started on that football field with Coach Kevin. He saw something in you, yeah, and that paved the way for future yeah. athletic success. Yeah, and doing something that you might not have even thought you could do. Exactly. Yeah. The power, the impact of mentoring in sports. I mean, I love sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can y'all tell? I mean, I just get hyped just yeah. talking about <laughs> sports, man. Long live sports. Yeah. yeah. And so G two uh, again, coaches, teachers, mentors, the, the, uh, who had an impact on you? Yeah, I've had many, uh, but I think it starts at home. And you were my first coach, you and mom. Uh, and I think for you putting that, just the principles of the sports in our hands allowed me to know this is how I need to move forward. Um, and so when it was playing football, first uh, catching, uh, put that triangle up. You triangle know. up. <laughs> triangle up, Drew. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. put that triangle up. And then that translated to other sports as well. So it's all life in sports is so parallel. And I know we'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, I just thank you for all that you've been doing for me. Uh, and you know my siblings and everything like that. You know it's funny about uh, hearing that, and you know I you know get a little lump in the throat on that, Drew. Yeah. Uh, you know again coaching uh, Gail's first one out of the gate, you know firstborn, yep. and then coaching against you. Yep. I'm like get him, get yeah. him, yeah. Yeah. make him mad. Yeah, yeah. Make, so you know it's all about strategy, yep. read and react, yep. read and react. But to see for as from a mentorship standpoint, and then I've watched you coach kids. And I'm hearing what you're saying to them. I'm looking at the mannerisms. I'm like, well, I recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this full circle. Yep, 100%. And so you both have been coached. You both have played at, at various levels, both obviously collegiately as well. So what's the biggest difference when you transition from youth sports? Yeah. And Gabe, I'm going to tell this to you first. Okay. From youth sports, then you get into you know high school student athlete, GPA, mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to play at the next level. And not everybody that had some talent on the court or on the field goes to the next level yeah, and right. plays college ball. Right. Uh, and so what's that biggest difference uh, as a student athlete? Well, two things. I think it's the speed of the game, mm-hmm. but also the IQ of the game because it's not just about if you can make a shot or if you can get back on defense. Can you make your players better around you? So I think it's the, the mental IQ. So as you grow and mature, you, your game has to as well. You can't just you know go down and make a layup or go down and you know make a pass. You have to talk on defense. You have to talk on offense and understand that there's different intricacies of the game. So that stuff changes as the game uh, gets older. No doubt. Yeah. Speed of the game and then that, that, that sports IQ. Yeah. Drew, what are the biggest differences as you uh, transition? Yeah, as pretty much he, he pretty much hit it um, on the court and on the field uh, with the IQ and stuff like that. So I'll take it off the field and off the court. Uh, for me, pretty much my biggest uh, transition was just not being handicapped anymore. Uh, just growing up, you're always – Pretty much, your, your hands being held either by coaches, by uh, administration, or by teachers. Uh, just growing up, uh, I remember in high school, I used to have a, a guidance counselor who used to uh, look over, um, pretty much trying to make sure all our GPAs and stuff like that were um, accurate for for college. Um, 
but when it got to college then it was pretty much you gotta you gotta pick your own classes you gotta do your own thing da 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 da, da. and if you don't do it then obviously you don't you didn't want to be successful enough to put yourself in that situation uh so for me it was just not being handicapped anymore not getting my health my hand held anymore and so you had to grow up. Yeah, quick. Mm-hmm. You don't get up and go to class. No one's going to, you know. Nah, no, one, no one cares. Just make sure that you're up, uh, up on time for 6 a.m. workouts. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So welcome to the next level. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You know, and, and so, and with that, and when you both talk about, you know, the high school level uh, and the responsibility, you got the coaches, the teachers, the mentors, and then we get to, to college. And I've seen you on the court playing college ball, seen you on the field playing college football. Drew, name that play. Yeah. That, you know, just, just, just go back. Yeah. You know, no, no matter what, this is, you know, you name that play where you go back, you look mm-hmm. on it and say, and smile. I want yeah. you, now, you, now you're going to be your own play by play. Yeah. And so give it, we got the virtual screen up. Yeah. So go ahead and break down that okay. play as, with um, as, as much specifics as you gotcha. can. I will pretty much, I'm actually, I'm going to take it back to this year. Uh, just because um, Gail knows just pretty much everything that I've been going through in my college football career and just leading up to this six-year point all the way up until right now. Uh, growing up, I was a Miami uh, Miami Hurricane fan. Uh, always wanted to play for the U, Canes, you know what I mean? Going going to the games, uh, watching them play. Um, I, I loved Miami, everything they did. Even when I was at Kansas or NIU or, or even at my other schools, I always keep, a, keep an eye on, on what Miami was doing because that was my team. Uh, so when I hit the portal uh, going in uh, uh, Jan- last January, um, Florida State called me. Uh, I didn't want to give them an answer yet because I was still hoping on Miami to call me as well. Uh, Miami, unfortunately, didn't call me. So uh, what I did was circle their, their, their game on my schedule a couple times, a couple stars next to it too, so I was ready for them. Um, pretty much we started off early. Uh, we were up probably 14 zip against them, uh, and they came back quick. It was at that game that too. That was. Uh, they came back quick though, so – it was like 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 the game of life. Adversity is gonna hit. What you gonna do? You know. Uh, so it was fourth to fourteen. Probably about fifty five seconds left. Uh, we're probably at the twenty five yard line. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, this whole entire season, I haven't been really getting the ball so much. I'm just just trying to co- co- contribute wherever my team needs me. You know. Um, uh, like I said, it was fourth to fourteen. Games on the line. This is our last drive. No timeouts left. We can't call timeouts. We can't turn over the ball. We turn over the ball. Game is done. It's the last play right here. So I run a 16-yard dig. They're in cover two. Uh, so pretty much uh, cover two is uh, the cornerback. He's at he's at a five-yard uh, five-yard zone. That's his zone right there in the flats. And a, and the safety has pretty much whatever's in the back. Uh, so for me, I slip I slip inside the guy at about six seven yards. Go up the field, break at 16. Quarterback throws a beautiful ball right over the middle, and I catch it. The whole crowd starts screaming. And then that that right there, that's probably probably one of my biggest career uh, career catches and career games. Um, that's something that I'm gonna tell my kids about for the rest of my life. You'll never forget. Never that. forget. I just remember just just getting up and then just making eye contact with Gail in the stands and my I couple. Pointed at you too. Yep, couple of my <laughs> friends. After that, it was it, it was it was something beautiful, man. It was something beautiful. Man, that's special. Yeah. Yeah, that is special. When I think about, you know, again, you mentioned the game of life, and yeah. so we make plans. I want to work for this company. I want to yep, go to this exactly. school. Yep, yep, this, yep. And some things are just beyond our control. Yep. Right. So what are you gonna do about that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody and then some companies, and again, I remember. There was a job I interviewed for <clears throat> when I was much younger. Didn't get it. I'm like, whoa, I interviewed well. Yeah. I did everything. I did everything. A lot of eyes. Yeah. I did I, everything. I, I, yep. But you know what? But they make the decision. Exactly. Right? And that's but, what, my bad. Sorry. But no, man, I was ahead. just saying, just my, my whole entire uh, career pretty much at Florida State, I just got a, a tone uh, and a test Gale just, just being there for me. Uh, just, just like you said, just I thought that I was ready. I put in the work. 
I should be on the field 24-7. I should be getting the ball when some, sometimes some, some, some stuff are out of your control. That's um, right. And then one thing I always told Gail was we're not going to let six months dictate all the hard work we put in for six years. Right. Uh, so like, like, like me and Gail, we just made a blueprint that we're going to keep coming to work every single day and, and force them to, to put us on the field. And then at the end of the day, we made the biggest play of the year. So fourth and fourteen, yes, sir. Fourth and fourteen. Well, yeah. that'll, that'll be the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, fourth and fourteen. 14. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you don't have any. There's nowhere to move, nowhere to go. Gail. No timeouts. No, no timeouts. No, no. It's just one and done. Yep. You make the play or you go home. That's it. And yep. so, so what are you going to do? So it takes the mental strength and the physical strength. Mm. So Gail, take me back any at any level, high school, college. Man. That play. Well, you look back on it, it's like, yeah, yeah. That's well, what I'm telling my kids. I think for me, it's actually before high school and college. Okay, on the football field, uh, I forgot <laughs> where we played, <laughs> but the I'm quarterback good. was Taj, and he dropped back, and I went for a, a, a fly route, and I had no idea where the ball was, and I'm running. I look over my shoulder, catch it with two hands, and the, the referee looks at you, looks at me, and it's up, and it's good, <laughs> touchdown. So I can still, you know. Remember that play, um, but that thing I will I will never forget. That was funny. <laughs> now, now who was your football coach? It was you as the head coach. We had Coach Ricky Caldwell, yeah. Coach Dennis Jackson. Shout out to Ricky Caldwell, Mike Shout Jones, out to Dennis. Dennis. Yes, right. And just some great coaches. Good, so. good brothers. But now check this out. I'm gonna fill in some blanks now. We're playing. We're playing up in Broward County. We're playing Deerfield, mm -hmm. green and yellow team. Yeah. I think, uh, and they were they were on us. Yeah. And so they had a lot of big play. I'm thinking, you know what? They're getting to our quarterback. They're stopping our running game. I'm putting this thing up. Gale fly pattern. Yeah. And, you know, keep in mind, now, show us everybody. How about how tall were you? Man, I was probably at least three foot. <laughs> <laughs> three foot at that age. But now Taj could throw that ball. He could, yeah. I said, just put it out there and Gale just run under it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember I seeing the ball. Then all of a sudden the ball disappeared. I'm seeing you look up like this. And the ball came down. The referee's looking around like, there's no way this, this little guy caught this ball. Right. She looks at you. You're holding the ball looking at her. I'm I'm saying I'm I'm going crazy on the sidelines like get, get, you know you know yeah. coach I'm like give me something yeah. Yeah. and when I saw her hands go up she was just like yeah, yeah. this little guy caught this <laughs> ball yep, yep. that's good stuff yeah that is good stuff uh, let's talk we've talked sports mm. and I love the brotherhood yeah. uh, you both have I love the we and you surround yourself with people that can help you, yep. that can challenge you, yep. that will not take, and that will tell you the truth. Like, yep. no, no, yep. no, you, you're tripping. Yep. We've had some of those. You yep. have to. Yep. You and I have disagreed a few times. Yep. So. You have to. That's life. Yep. That's the game of life. Can you imagine what game have you ever played and what sport have you ever played where every, everything you say, the coach saying, okay, yeah, you're right. Yep. right. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. And so the same thing applies in business. So let's talk mentoring. Gil, you're a big brother. Uh, and certainly, I mean, never ask you to be a big brother full of transparency, but yeah. you signed up to be a big why? Well, just seeing, honestly, you would come home with these big stacks of Carnival uh, scholarship students, and you would tell us stories about these students that, you know, go through so much, yet achieve so high. Mm. And, you know, living in privilege, if we would slack off and stuff like that, that would be a constant reminder that you guys need to step up. And so just seeing that every day was just very inspiring, and I knew that one day I wanted to impact one of those kids because they deserve so much more because we all matter. And I, I really felt like becoming a big would be that next step to changing someone's life. And, you know, it's funny is every time I would do a scholarship interview with kids and uh, just hear their challenges, that would be kind of a coaching pep talk that night. Every <laughs> dinner table. Yeah. Uh, so you guys get it pretty good. Yeah. And so you just never know what you say and how it impacts you know, not only your own family. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's talk about your little brother, Jaden. What's your game plan for him? Yeah. 
Jaden and I have been matched for about two years now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we've gone through so much together, um, you know. But my game plan for him is making sure that he knows that I'm always in his corner. Even though, you know, the, the match is only for a year commitment, I want to be here, be in his life forever. And he knows that. And I just want to make sure that we both can, as a young black man in America, we have to understand that we have each other and that you can be successful. You can be bigger than what society paints you to be. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, and speaking of the future, speaking yeah. of game plan, yes, sir. Uh, Drew, you've been in the packed stadiums yep. and uh, made the crowd go crazy. Yep. That's got to be an incredible feeling. <laughs> yes, sir. The prospect, mm. the opportunity of playing at the next level in the yeah. National Football League. Wow. Uh, and then take me back to your Caribbean roots, brother. Wow. Uh, and what would that mean for you and your family? Yeah. Well, first thing first, just just hearing you just say that, just NFL prospect. That's just something that me and Gail was just been dreaming about since since we was in high school. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, you sh- you should have been there in high school <laughs> in reading classes. Me and Gail, we used to fake interview each other. So we, <laughs> we we've already went through this a hundred times already. Uh, so it's just like like I said, it's just something that um, that I've been dreaming about since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. I started playing football since I was six years old, and thankful to, uh, for my 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 head coach at the time just believing in myself and, and, and seeing a bigger picture and seeing a bigger dream. Um, so for me, just NFL prospect is, it, it means the world to me. Right now, that, that's some, that's the only thing I think about right now, just, 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 just trying to get to, that, get to that point, not only for myself, but also for my, for my, for my family, for my friends, um, and also just for, for people that, that's growing up the same exact way as me, same exact people that, 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 that are living the same exact story as me. Um, and then just, just as far as just tying that into, um, into my uh, Caribbean roots, I'll be the first person ever to to make it to uh, to play professionally from the British Virgin Islands, and that's something that mm-hmm. that I hold very very highly. Imagine when I when I go on NBC when you know when guys shout out wherever they're from, their hometowns, their high schools. I'm gonna say Andrew Parchment receiver British Virgin Islands, and I feel like that that's something that that no one could be able, um <clears throat> can, can take away from me, and that's something that's gonna, that's gonna live on um, for the rest of my life, and that's gonna have my family's name and and also my country's name. Um, not only hear it, heard uh, across the world, I mean across the country, but across the world as well. Respect. And when I think about the legacy of sports, the impact of mentoring in sports, it's not just about you, the athlete. It's not about you, the athlete. Mm-hmm. It's about humanity. Yeah. That little Jamaican boy or girl that is sitting there and uh, just thinking, wow, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, that young man who may not have a father in right. their life, let alone uh, a coach. I remember vividly in that same seat that you're sitting in, Drew, I had, uh, you know, NCAA champion, NBA champion, Shane Betty. Shout out to mm-hmm. Shane. Yeah. And we talked about coaching. And I'm thinking, okay, who's the most impactful coach? And I thought for sure he's going to say Coach K. Yeah. Right. He said Big Ed Battier. <laughs> that was his daddy, his late father. Wow. He said Big Ed Battier. He said because Big Ed Battier taught me, quoting Shane now, he said he taught me, what I'm putting in you, make it difficult, make it impossible for that coach to think about taking you off the field. Hmm. And he said, from that coaching as a little boy to then sitting there and seeing uh, Coach Riley and Coach Spo respectively, yeah. seeing him on the bench, he's like, I, I can't take Shane out of the game. He said, I made that three. He's looking at the coach like, I, I dare you to take me out of the game. Not in a disrespectful yeah, way. Right. But you ain't taking me out of the game. Yeah. You're going to make us some, we got to make a substitution, yeah. but I'm not taking him out of the yeah. game. So mm-hmm. why do I use that example, gentlemen? Impact, and I want both of you to think about this. Mm. What athlete? We talked about coaches, teachers, mentors. 
but as we shut, as we as we close out, what athlete, living or deceased, mm. had the biggest impact on you, and what lesson or lessons did they teach you, if you will? Drew, we're gonna start with you on that. One. I was gonna say, oh, Gail, start that. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, big bro, go ahead. Yes, yeah. sir. So, um, I think everyone who knows me knows who I'm gonna say here, and it's definitely uh, the late Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I think the mama mentality when it it is the endless pursuit of perfection. You're not going to be perfect, but it's the pursuit of it. So what he's saying there is the journey matters more than the actual reward. And, you know, us talking about that in our household and things like that about, you know, having that dog in everything that you do, Kobe Bryant and everything that he did, he made sure that he was the best or at least he gave that best effort. And so uh, for me, just Kobe Bryant um, had probably the biggest impact for sure. And it was interesting and uh, so sad. We were at a Big Brothers Big Sisters event uh, the day Kobe died, and we were surrounded by kids and wow. phones are going crazy. Uh, and I saw you, and and I'm thinking he's looking at the phone. And I'm seeing you crying and all of that. And I'm thinking, okay, what just happened? Yeah. And it was like family, yeah. because everything you've been taught as a as a child. And the the embodiment, and so it it's, it runs parallel. Right. Mm-hmm. It was right. it was clear like losing a family member. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that's the impact. And when you think about just a journey, and as we talk about this journey, Gail, with you, uh, and and Drew growing up together, being there for one another, you little bootleg high school podcast y'all yeah. had in reading <laughs> class should have been studying that reading. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, you got me in trouble. You know, got got you both in trouble. Yeah, I remember my, my too. Bag, my bag, little yeah. bootleg podcast. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but that was a preview of coming attractions, yeah. I guess. Exactly. We're like, yeah. we're spinning positively. Right. So, Drew, same question to yeah. you, uh, but uh, son, uh, what what athlete, living or deceased, had the greatest impact on you, and what they teach you? Uh, for me, probably probably just just hearing the, the story of Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Um, old quarterback from back in the day. Just, just for me, my, my journey hasn't been hasn't been simple, hasn't been easy at all, and also it hasn't been normal. I've been to I've been to four schools in six years. You know what I mean? There's guys that graduated with me in high school that are going on to the second and third third year of, of, of professional football. Some guys that graduated from me in 2016 that are in their third fourth year of of jobs. You know what I mean? Uh, so for me, just just reading Kurt Warner's story and I'm really understanding it's just. Everybody that that's successful today has been told the word no before, but it's up to you to keep going. Uh, so for me, just him, just him, continue to chase his dream of playing football when even when other people thought it w- it wasn't going to happen. Uh, he was even working at a at a Walmart, I believe, as a as a as a bag boy before he got his opportunity. But he still kept going. He still showed up to work out. Still showed up. Um, still kept itself ready, and that's the number one thing too. Was when people hear the word no, they just want to throw it away and just get ready to start something new. He kept he kept going, he kept staying ready, step being uh, being patient, and now he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. The impact of mentoring and sports in the game of life, uh, Big Bro, uh, Gail S. Nelson the uh, second game plan for little brother Jaden, uh, helping impact. These student athletes that are coming on college campuses, uh, helping mentor them. Right. Uh, and so keep up, keep it a great work, son. It Thank goes you. without saying how proud I am of you. Appreciate it. And Drew, I mean, you're like a son. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, you guys are as tight as close as brothers. Yep. Uh, and so NFL, yep. uh, just own it. Uh, and what you d- are doing here at Big Brothers Big Sisters in Miami, getting a chance to encourage some kids, uh, the character off the field, yes, and the hard work and that resilience will translate on the field. Yes, and when you have those two together, 
Uh, that's a powerful combination. Speaking of powerful combinations, gentlemen, uh, you two are, are making it happen. Keep making it happen. Yes, don't forget about when you guys go real, real, real big time. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about me. But the bottom line is uh, to all that are listening, you want to be a mentor. You want to enhance somebody's life like G2, uh, like he, big brother Gail Nelson II with his little brother Jaden, bbbsmiami.org. Uh, and, again, remember, remember the name Andrew Parchment because he's going places. He's doing things. And so remember, in the game of life, Everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Let's fly. Hey, this is Gail Nelson. This is the Game of Life.